0: Powered by Go Sports in partnership with TSN, it is episode 64, season four of the Ray and Greg's Hockey Podcast, presented by our title sponsor, Canadian Club Whiskey. Joining us on the podcast today, Ray, is former Sens, Preds, Thrashers, Ducks, Bruins, Minnesota Wild <laughs> defenseman, current member of the Vegas Golden Knights TV broadcast crew, good friend of ours, Shane Knighty. I go. I go all the way back, and we'll tease Shane about this. He's from Nipawa, Manitoba, which you'd be familiar with sure. as a former yeah. Brandon Wheat King. But many who listen to the podcast are going to go to their globe and spin it and go, "Where the hell is?" People don't Nipawa? have
1: globes anymore, Drake. People don't okay. have
0: globes. You know. Okay. Well, I just it was
1: for our remember YouTube when you used to do that as a kid, spinning the globe, yeah. spin the globe, and like and go, "I'd like to go <laughs> here," and then you'd be yeah. like, "Oh, I just I'm in the middle of the ocean again."
0: Anyway. <laughs> He's just a great dude, right? You know, I think one teeth. of the
1: most underrated broadcasters yeah. around. I think Shane is terrific at what he does.
0: I'm with you. Cut his teeth really with the Winnipeg Jets, right on on TSN. But as he'll explain, you know, we pre-recorded the interview. As he'll explain, you know, he took a leap of faith to go to Vegas with with purpose, right? He wanted to to be involved in the growth of the sport because hockey is his life. So.
1: He's you know, a good he, guy. he thinks he's funny. He's through. He's a good guy, guy and he's guy. funny.
0: All right, I think- we've got uh, Shane Knighty joining us on the Rain Dregs podcast. But first, a lot of news around the NHL, and we're going to get into it in headlines
1: presented by our good pals at Tim Hortons. Hi, it's Ray Ferraro. You've probably heard me talking about my friends at North Beach Agency and Craft Growth. They provide customized marketing solutions tailored to help grow businesses of all sizes. From results-driven marketing across TV, radio, and podcasts, to websites, digital, social, out of home, and everything in between, they have the proven expertise to get the measurable results you need to get your business growing. You can visit craftgrowth.net and book your free business growth consultation now. That's craftgrowth.net.
0: Okay, speaking of Shane Knighty, right, who's commentator for the Vegas Golden Knights, Vegas and Edmonton, some shenanigans, right, late in that third period. I'm not going to lie here. I admit it on social media. It's 4-0. It's late. I've done the the Leafs-Panthers game. I thought, nah, game's in hand. You know, there was some bite to it, so I should have been smart enough to hang in there. Went to bed. Anyway, late in the game, you've got Alex Petrangelo, who the Oilers obviously would identify. Trying to get to Petro, veteran defenseman for the Vegas Golden Knights. It ends with Petrangelo, hefty slash on Leon Dreisaitl. I paused there because I almost said vicious, and I don't know that it was vicious. It's not the worst thing we've seen in that category. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. So we're recording this podcast. Chances our Department of Player Safety is going to come out with whatever, the hearing, the discipline, all of that. What I think is going to happen if we want to connect the Darnell Nurse instigator with less than five minutes to go, that carries an automatic one-game suspension. Does a wash make sense to you where they hold the instigator and the automatic one-game to Nurse, and Petrangelo gets a one-game suspension for the Slash, and the Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights go into the next game without a key defenseman in each of their lineups?
1: Well, I think it's it's going to be only two scenarios. They'll both get suspended or they both won't. And if they don't get suspended, it's a mess. They both should be by your eye test on the Petrangelo slash. Like, that's a suspension. It's he lost his cool. He lost his temper. He'd had enough. And it's an undisciplined play. And he needs to be whacked for it. And the nurse, they can technically go back and retroactively take away mm-hmm. the instigator if they feel there was some other scenario to it. But he came from across the street. Right. And so don't think that there's anything there that, that can be changed either. So to, I guess in the typical Ray long-winded way, I'm saying, oh. yeah, I, I think both, I think both guys get suspended. We'll dive
0: deeper into this with the sheriff of Shane 90, but this is one of those series, right? I mean, it's it's obviously a pick'em series at this point, even though it felt going in that the Oilers should have the edge. But the bounce back ability of both these clubs, game to game, has been
1: bizarre. Yeah, you know what? It has been weird and odd and a little wild throughout these playoffs. This in the series, one thing that like from if you look at this, if you step back just a little bit, there's been a lot of lousy games, yeah, and I, more than I can remember in previous years, and. So I'm doing, I've am doing. i done a lot of the New Jersey-Carolina series. And mm-hmm. Carolina has totally dominated three of the games, 6-1, 6-1, 5-1. Mm-hmm. And Jersey won the other one, 8-4. Like, they're not close. None of the games are. Look at the Seattle series going on right now with Dallas. Yeah. Like, it was 7-2, it's 5-1. Like, it's not <laughs> even close. And then, you know, like, even the game the other night, Seattle was down, were they down 5-1? They scored a couple to make it 5-3 and ended up 6-3. But mm-hmm. like it wasn't even really close. Yeah. And and that's just a further example. I there w- I saw a number how many games have included a 3 and a 4 goal lead in the in the playoffs and it's remarkable. And it's it's just odd to me. I don't know I don't know why, but the fact is it's not like one team is just smashing another out of the playoffs. They're just it's their turn to have the big night and then the other team responds and so I don't know Can you tell me what's going to happen in Game 5 in Edmonton, Vegas? I don't think anybody's got a clue.
0: No, no. But then conversely, you look at the Toronto-Florida series, and what we saw in Game 4 with the Maple Leafs staving off elimination is more old school, right? I mean, they played pretty hard from puck drop all the way to the final buzzer. They were blocking shots. I think only three players Lilligren, Nylander, and Bunting are the only three Maple Leafs that didn't record a block shot in that game. And they get the lucky break, you know, Bunting off of John McIsaac's knee and the puck caroms out front. And there's Willie Nylander to score the first goal of the game. But that's more of what we kind of expect in the playoffs, right, is a tightly played defensive structured game i mean that fits wheelhouse with florida not necessarily always the game plan of the toronto maple Leafs, but a pretty
1: complete effort though from toronto's perspective that was really good and as as good and solid as joe wall was i thought they did a really good job around him too because but but i think i think the more we watch this kid play like the more we watch joe wall play as his career evolves into whatever it's going to be is I don't think he's ever going to be a scrambly, spectacular save goalie. He looks yeah, like he's, he's, boys. Yeah. he's just like, he, he looked a lot to me last night. He made a few saves, like, again, I on Jersey quite a bit, like Akira Schmidt in New Jersey. Like, they're big guys, but they just seem to have really good feet, so they're in good position to move around the net, so they're in position. He, mm. I don't know how many saves he made, like, he's just like, I'll call them boring saves, which I'm sure every coach loves, because he, like it the puck hits him in the middle, it's not just a desperation tip of the blocker over here. I, I thought he was great in the game. And I told you before, when my neighbor in the hotel there was playing yeah, the music,
0: yeah. 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 I said,
1: I can build a case easy for the Leafs winning game four and five. It just, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like a sweep to me, even as close as that game was last night. And they're going back home and... I think they'll win game five. I really do. Yeah, And and all the pressure goes back to Florida here. 100%.
0: And that's where I was going to go because Matthew Kachuk going into game four, I don't blame him for saying it. I don't think it was a mistake for him to say that there's no pressure on us. Well, okay, going into game four and you're on the cusp of a sweep if you execute, which they didn't, I get that. But now there's a bit of pressure. And I don't know if you saw Paul Maurice post game four. Uh, Paul is always masterful. In, in that media environment. But he was almost too loose. And he was almost giddy, you know, coming off of that loss. And I don't know if that was planting the seed in the market that, ah, you know what, you don't waltz through a series and expect to sweep. I mean, we we probably should have lost a game here or there. So, yeah, let's just continue. And, you know, he's quoting movie scenes.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's very... He's very calculated. He's very yeah. smart. It's funny though, like Florida had won six in a row. Yeah. How many teams win seven in a row in the regular season? Mm. It doesn't happen. Not or very often. Not very often. So no. you are going to lose. Like when, when we predict a series and we say so-and-so in seven games, that means they're going to lose three times in 10 days. Yeah. But when those losses happen, they're like a disaster. So, you know, for... For Kachuk to say there's no pressure, there really isn't. Nobody has ever expected them to win this series. But now that you're this close, Mm -hmm. you start to feel it a little bit because you can see where one went away. Mm -hmm. Like you don't, you're not stupid. I mean, you can you can all see. We're like, nobody thought we could get through the first series, nobody thinks we can get through this series. And so you've got you've got that view, and now, you know, you've got like the the leafs have different views from different players on the same situation i you know i you know i prefer nylander and riley's view of it that just the way that their view of it because they're okay look they're look this is just where we are and you got to go out there and you got to play you can't be tight you can't you know marner's decided to he's going to fight the media the whole time now and like they're you know they're the problem and as opposed to the opponent Mm -hmm. um and but everybody finds their own level of inspiration or their own level of determination somewhere else and so you do what you do you say what you say because you got to go do the media and that's the way it is but yeah clearly the pressure's on Toronto always in this series Mm -hmm. but if if Florida loses game five every story will be written about how many teams have come back from 3-0 deficits and you don't want to be on that side of history that's all that game six is going to be about if there is one
0: all right, well, we can't wrap headlines without acknowledging our good friend Keith Jones, officially named by the Philadelphia Flyers as president of hockey operations. And I Ray, I can tell you, uh, when that news broke, I think it was our friend Frank Saravali yesterday who acknowledged that Keith Jones and, and Eddie Olchuk believed to be the final two in the running poking around and sources are telling me this was yesterday that and and we're talking about real strong internal sources in Philadelphia not involved in the hiring process but still heavy hitters there did not know that Jonesy was involved until earlier this week and then they knew that he was going to get the job now that I've had time to digest it I'm not surprised and I think Jonesy's going to do a heck of a job
1: well uh, it's interesting in in both ways or what is interesting to me is in in both those final candidates who you know, mm-hmm. we know very well, Keith and, and Eddie O, part of the president's job, I think, is to is to provide an energy for for the organization. You know, to be a, a front facing guy or woman, it's because that's going to happen and should happen somewhere, too, is that you have to have an energy to you. And both of them, Eddie and Jonesy, have it. They're different, but they both have it. Um, you know jonesy's been in philly since he played there he lives there He's was on the morning show there forever he's a terrific broadcaster i think he'll do a great job i am hoping however that because this is a maybe i don't know if it's little known anymore but jonesy one time at nbc went the entire year wearing a black blazer one mm-hmm. black blazer yeah until it got to I want to say it was April that somebody finally noticed and said, hey, would you change that blazer? Because we were texting him all the time, Jonesy, black blazer, looking sharp. And he'd say, yeah, but a red tie today. Or he just, he was doing it to see how long it was before somebody noticed. And so I'm hoping as the president, he's going to mix in a few different (laughs) looks there is, you know, yeah. but he's, I'm really happy for him. He's a terrific guy, a really, underrated, funny, funny guy. But he's, in my mind, his personality, his energy is, is perfect to sit in that position.
0: Well, and I think that the blend with Briere would be interesting as well, right? Like two relatively inexperienced
1: guys, although Danny's been involved in management for a while now. I, I would suspect, I mean, well, I'll say I'll suspect if I were Danny Briere, one thing I would be doing is hiring somebody with a lot of experience with me get like an AGM, you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Well, because you're, you're going to have more than one, but at least, you know, that you have somebody that helps you navigate the hallways of. Agreed. Yeah. You know, that you don't end up in a dead end and go, oh, I didn't know about this because it's going to happen. And I have no idea who they're going to hire in Philly to, yeah. to round out that staff. But I would suspect somebody will be of experience.
0: Right. And on that note. Perhaps next week on one of our Ray and Dregs episodes, we'll, we'll start digging around the Calgary Flames and the Pittsburgh Penguins as they continue to march through their process of hiring general managers in both those cities. So we'll look at take a look at that. Those are your headlines. As always, thank you to Tim Hortons. Our interviews on Ray and Dregs this year brought to you by Canadian Club Whiskey, who are asking, are you over beer? Why not try a CC and ginger ale? It's mixed. It is ready in a can. Great timing with the weather heating up as you're watching the playoffs. Meet your new cold one. All right. Now I'm pleased to be joined by Shane Knighty, who knows everything you need to know about the Vegas Golden Knights. So, you know, Ray and I, Shane, talked about all the shenanigans late game between the Oilers and the Golden Knights last night earlier in the the headlines. My sense is, and unfortunately, probably by the time the podcast comes out, the Department of Player Safety will have ruled. My sense, as the day begins, is that, yeah, Petro is likely going to get a game. They'll uphold the instigator on Darnell Nurse. He'll get a game. So both... The Oilers and the Golden Knights feel a little bit of pain with two key defensemen out of the equation, but pretty evident from where you were watching that Petrangelo had had enough of the liberties that the Oilers were trying to take. Is that fair?
2: I think so. And, and you know, to be fair, I thought the Oilers were a more physical team. They were the faster team last night. You know, I think he was upset with the Kane play. He turned, took a bit of a cross-check from behind into the boards. Those plays have happened, and I know both fan bases it's interesting, right? Neither are happy with the refs. After no, a game like no. That. And, you know, I, I look at it. You've got to play through it at this time of the year. You know, the one uh, that there's maybe one play earlier on. Stone had the chance. Clear cross check by Yamamoto in the back. Should have been a call. Then Oilers come down. It goes from a 2 nothing game going on the power play to 3 nothing. But, hey, that happens. The Golden Knights weren't good enough overall last night. Petrangelo upset. You've got to find a way to manage those emotions in these moments. This isn't the regular season. The regular season, I, I'm like, okay, I get mm. it. You know, it's it's going to be a tough loss for them. And and Nurse, clearly an instigator came came from way outside. Now, that's an old school charge. <laughs> I used to be able to do those from the blue line as a D-man. I was usually into a pile. And, uh, well, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the, the call here on both those guys going forward. So, you know, pivotal game five and a couple of important guys out is, of the
1: lineup. Is it as odd to you, someone who follows vegas as you do as you work for them or work in their broadcast team the way this series has gone like it i can't believe that it, it's not even close but it's not close yeah. either way like it's yeah like how, how no. does that happen how was that how can neither team stay tight to the game when they get behind you know and kind of been round two right It's it's not only this right. series and I've sat
2: there and I thought about it. I've had conversations with guys like, I'm sure you have. I'm like, you know, game one, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is what I thought. Vegas might be able to roll their depth and uh, and get through. And then all of a sudden, game two, I'm like, well, I don't know if they can stop these guys, especially if they take penalties. If there's, you know, the Oilers, you know, how's anybody going to stop them? You give them power play, might as well just, you know, can we decline? We'll take the goal. Let's just line up and save time. <laughs> uh, and, you know, in the same thing, game three, like game three, it's like, everybody's back on, all right, well, Vegas completely dominated. That's what they need to do. Their discipline. Then they come out. And, you know, I think what I don't want to be harsh here, but I think, you know, during the regular season, players, they're unafraid to open it up. And I think players nowadays, because of their creativity, they're stubborn to play a certain way. In playoff hockey, you know, you have to buy in. Okay, I'm not going to try that cross ice pass, even if I'm down two or three goals. Let's still stick to our game plan that gets us success, that gets us, you know, offense. You know, maybe maybe it's a chip and chase and in on the four check. That's something Florida has stuck to. Mm-hmm. They've stuck to their game. And I think a lot of these other teams just still continue to force offense. And obviously, you're trying to cheat the game when you're down. You're, you're going to take more chances. I get it. But the pushback hasn't been there in game. It's been there game to game. And, I, you know, Bruce Cassidy and other coaches, you know, we've talked to said, you know, playoffs is all about response. How do you respond game to game, but more importantly, how to respond in game to that adversity that sets in, how can you push back in game? Because that's, that's the key in playoffs. And we haven't seen it in game. It's like a team grabs hold. Mm -hmm. It's over. And, you know, the response has been there game to game, but I just think, you know, you know, players have got, they've got to buy into play a certain way and not waver from that that brings them success. And I think, Even when they've been down here in playoffs, they've just been unable to grab hold of those. I
1: sometimes wonder, like as I'm watching, I was doing New Jersey and Carolina and it was like 6-1, 6-1. And then the Devils won 8-4 and then it was 6-1 again. I mean, each game has been lousy because, you know, you want to see 4-3 or whatever. You want to see it close. I keep wondering, the players must believe that with the way the – the game is played now they can always come back even when like they they're like we can do this and and then i think a little panic comes in and pretty soon it's like there's it's chaos and that's when when i'm looking like the game 3 that game was was it one nothing after the first in vegas or in edmonton vegas was up one nothing and then all of a sudden vegas was getting like 2 on 1s and 3 on 1s and i'm like but edmonton still thinks they're in the game but they kind of weren't and it's a weird it's weird. It's weird to watch. It's it's different than any playoff I think I've watched. I mean, same for you. Same for you. Absolutely. And I just said Seattle, Dallas. Like you look at some of those games. Yeah. It's just there there hasn't
2: been, you know, outside the 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 Florida Toronto, which games have been close, the rest of the series, it's 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 heavily in favor of one team. And I think you're right. You look at this year and I think because of the skill level in this league now. And the more freedom for players to to be creative, and we saw more comebacks than ever. You know what we say: two goal lead, the worst lead. in Hockey now it's three and four goals. Yeah, okay, no problem. And he saw it happen during the regular season, but we're not here in playoffs. It it's just real, especially here in the second round. It it's been very surprising to me. I would you know the attraction of playoff hockey is those close games, overtime where you you know you play sudden death hockey and just. There hasn't been a whole lot of it.
0: Shane Idy uh, joining us from Vegas on the Rain Dregs Hockey Podcast. Look, the Oilers found a way, Shane, to get to Aiden Hill. And I'm not putting that, that loss or the start on, on goaltending for the Vegas Golden Knights. Is it a concern? Is goaltending a concern or less so because the Golden Knights historically have leaned on that carousel of goaltending?
2: I think it's always a concern when you there's you know there's the Oilers you could say Stuart Skinner in games it's been a you sure. know, concern because you yeah. got goaltenders that have never been through that. Look at your Toronto, it, it's kind of been the the storyline this playoffs or at least going in the second round. Where where's the big name goaltenders? And you know I think the league has changed in the fact that the majority of the teams now for sure you got to lean on two goalies or if you're the Golden right. Knights five, um, <laughs> just, they had five guys win games this year. It's so in that sense, it's not new territory for them. And I think they're comfortable in eight Hill. And yeah, I think they needed a stop early, no question. But at the same time, I think there's there points that he kept the game from getting really out of hand with some saves because the Oilers didn't let off. And as you said, there, the pushback really wasn't there. You know, Waugh scored a nice goal, but outside of that, and Skinner made some saves at the other end. But Vegas didn't get to the inside, and that's kind of been the story. See, if you hear the narrative from the coach all year round is we didn't get to the inside. We weren't good enough tonight. And then when they win games, it's we stuck to our games. We relied on depth. We put pucks behind the D and we got to the inside. We won the battle in the blue. And that was certainly the story in game three. And game four was the opposite. So now the goaltending track, you know, Aiden Hill, I think, you know, helps. Now he's had his first start. Uh, he's a competitive guy. He's been there through them this year, but. You know, you can say the same. Lauren Broussois was their concern. Well, you might wonder, but he came out and performed. So I think that's the situation. And they've learned to say, okay, it is what it is. This is what we got going forward. We got confidence in it. And, you know, you you build a lot of that confidence from the past, which they had throughout the regular season.
1: You know, I don't think I've seen a team with goaltending like this, like with what Vegas has gone through since last year, when when Jersey used seven. They used seven goalies the difference was jersey had like 64 points like yeah. vegas has really done an amazing job i think this year is like you know no stone for almost all of the year they had guys in and out of the lineup they had to you know they traded patch at the start of the year for the cap stuff the goalie carousel started when leonard was out with surgery and all that stuff it's pretty impressive shane like pretty impressive to watch and the guy you know, I guess the guy that most people look at first now is Jack Eichel. He's in his first playoff, which is crazy that he's, you know, you've been in the league this long and you never get to play in the playoffs yet. How has he looked from your eyes as the season's gone on? Cause he's now had a full year of being healthy and now into his playoff. I, I
2: think he's a player that's still learning to play the right way. The thing I love about Jack, is he's ultra competitive and he's got the talent and I'm going to, quickly just touch on what you said. I think a big reason they're able to sustain, yeah, they missed Stone. They missed. They were out for White Cloud and Theodore for a long 20 plus games. They missed Eichel for 13 games. Petrangelo missed because of his kid for nine or 10 games. It all was Stone and you're using these goalies and they survive it. And I think it's the system. Interesting. I had this conversation is, you know, Bruce Cassidy, I think their defensive zone, you see a lot of man-on-man zone coverage now. Or man on man coverage in zone. They use more of a zone hybrid to close quickly, and it's to me, it's a product of the Boston Bruins, where where Bruce was for so many years, which came from Claude, which went to Bruce, which is kind of still there's still elements of that from this past year. And when you look at it, so Claude, you had Timmy Thomas, Vesna, Tukarask, Vesna. Looks like Allmark will be the next yeah. Vesna. Pretty, three different guys in a similar type system. Certainly, there, it's evolved through the years. But so I'm what I'm saying is it's given goalies a chance. It's a system in which favors a goaltender. Hey, you make the saves from the outside. We're going to give a certain shot that you know is coming. We're going to try and protect the middle of the house, take care of those high danger chances. So, you know, that's a thought, whether it's true or not i've thought well, of that you, and then on Shane, of-
1: sorry to jump in you're not wrong because when we talked to jim montgomery in boston early in the year yeah. he said you know my view of the game is maybe more um offensive than bruce's but bruce's system yeah. here he goes why would i change that no nah. so you're right one coach steals from the previous coach that steals from claude julian who was you know the coach when you were there and it's remarkable yeah. how that that tree of ideas or branch of ideas off the tree goes and now it's in Vegas too.
2: Yeah. And it, it's the core guy, you know, the, the Bergeron, the Marchand, the credit chief that were been there since the beginning. And it's kind of, you know, you filter in and it's how you build that structure within it within an organization that's been there for so long. Yeah. it's So that I think has been carried over here. They haven't mastered it to Boston's level, but it's certainly favored the goalies. And then on Jack, jack has bought into that defensive side mm-hmm. of it that that's the area of the game that i think i've been most impressed with him is he he's a-, a good defensive centerman when he was because he utilizes that skill that size his ability to close quick his ability to support as a centerman so he's been really good to, you know i'm last game outside of last game but when you look at it strength of his game has been a lot defensively and now it's a matter of kind of adding that layer okay he's bought into that now it's Find a way to open up that skill set he has offensively, and I think that's going to come as he gets more and more comfortable. But certainly, he has the ability. I'm
1: um, going to going to shift from from the playoffs for just a second. Every time I see you in Vegas, I always mean to ask, never do, always forget, because you know I'm I'm like a squirrel. I get nine ideas going at once. Where Where do you shop? Because you got some stuff you wear on the air. Like I like it, and I'm like, that's not. That's not old Winnipeg, Shane. This is like this is like no. it's coming. The out, new sheriff.
2: Hey, come on. You, you know what? Old I old Winnipeg. Well there, but Shane. You,
1: <laughs> the old Winnipeg. Uh, no, because I mean, it was I more forgot. conservative. You're in the winter. The, Vegas, you got sun all the time. You got he's gold got some shoes. style. There's no there's no, no identities. Question. Yeah, it's, I'm curious. Where do you yeah, do I've that? used
2: a bunch of different places, but the one that probably is the best is. And I'm sure you guys have ever been to the Cosmo? There's a place called Stitched Men's Clothing as you come up the escalator. Yeah, going. So I've been working with them a bit throughout the years, kind of more just this year as well. And they got some great stuff. And 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 that's the thing. I think you got to have fun with it. It's yeah. funny because, and I know Ray, you say way and same way with rules, right? I'm I'm an old school guy, but the game's evolved. True. Just as you know, I realized. And people, whether you love it or hate it, what Vegas does, their in-game entertainment to me, it's got to fit your market. So it does. And I think the same thing with style and you get to have a little fun with it. I've always loved clothes. It's kind of been my thing. I think probably, (laughs) you know, when he started playing in Ottawa, when I got my first custom suit, Curtis LeCision used to be, you know, he was the dress more of like, you know, the GQ man. He was my deep partner. He's like, you're going to start wearing better suits. And, you know, back then they the four button shoulder pads <laughs> in the early 2000s. I think I still have one, but it's like, oh, you gotta You can't you that can't out. Pull out. That out. Okay, you so, the main thing to me is the custom suits you gotta wear. And yeah, it, you know, <laughs> have fun with it. And people, the fans love it, right? Yeah. I've got I've got more pairs of gold shoes than I'll ever know what to do with.
0: Hey, I it's, wanna see you walk uh, you through know, the streets in Nipahwa, Manitoba with the gold shoes. Chances are well, you I, have. I,
2: no, no, the three three quarter leg sleeve metallic <laughs> shirt comes out when I'm back home. Uh, it's, uh, that's 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 my Nepwa. You know, I, I don't even think I can listen to my country music while well, my dad likes it. But yeah, uh, you know, my buddies are, uh, they're still around there. Hey, you're, you're, you're branded, boy. I, I wish I had the picture. I had it up the other day. You and Darren Millard with the, the bullets full on bullets on. <laughs> yeah. CKLQ, I forget the station yeah. you guys were. Co- yes, CKLQ. Right. There we go. <laughs> it's beautiful. I've got to, I've got, I've got to pull that up. I might have to send it to Ray. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. So you said, you know, Curtis decision told you you needed new suits. So I get called up, played like half my first year. The next year I'm making 70 grand. So, I mean, I get no money and I, you know, and I'm, I want to buy a car. So I buy a Volkswagen diesel Dasher. (laughs) I can't even describe what this thing looked like. The guys rode me so hard about it being the worst car in the NHL. (laughs) They're like, it's the worst car not here, like in the league. They were on me for months. (laughs) And finally, I broke down and I'm like, okay, I got to go. I got to go buy another car. I got to buy something, but I didn't have any money. So I'm like, okay, I'm not buying another car. So I stuck it out and I, I don't know how, how, how you battled the, go buy the new suit thing. I stuck with it all year. It was a flat out embarrassment. This car would start (laughs) that black plume of diesel out the back, an embarrassment that's like a
2: junior car we, we, that's no, what they said they you're in the hockey.
1: you're in the nhl join the league and i was like embarrassing the other <laughs> thing i was gonna ask you shane was uh you know you were a tough guy when you played and hard guy to play against yeah. and, and residual injuries from you know you know where i'm going with this from your career so you're coaching in las vegas and not many guys get hurt coaching uh, that require shoulder reconstruction. Um, maybe you could run us through oh, your, your your your.
2: <laughs> you well, tell me it's a yeah, playing injury. Bring...
1: I think it's just that you got really shitty and <laughs> you just <laughs> fell down.
2: No, what it was is so the one of the, one the attractions. Everybody said, you know, when I because I was with you guys working for TSA in Winnipeg, home, where, and probably to the surprise of friends and family, I, I moved to Vegas. Right, the attraction here to come. Yeah. Part of it was not only to call games. The other one was hockey's been my life, and to me there was a there was an intrigue to go somewhere and grow our game. So that's been a big part of it, right? To see hockey, it's fastest growing hockey market in North America. What they've done, it is it is just boom beyond my wildest expectations. So my son was going to a school, um, and we wanted to start high school hockey as another element, and uh, so we started a high school hockey team that I've been involved with, and my son plays on it, and. When I have time, I'll go for practices. So you're referring to last January when I was in a sling. Um, he
1: comes to the game. He's in a sling. What happened yeah. to you? <laughs> you know.
2: So, <laughs> yeah, I was coaching. So there, anyways, I'm coaching the high school boys. And my patience is low. I'm not a patient man. <laughs> Ray, I think you can relate. Yes, yes. And I can be grumpy at times. Another thing, especially uh, the practices, this would be late. They practiced at 5.30 in the mornings, uh, a.m. Ooh. So we were on the ice and I was worried with the power play and I'm penalty, I'm trying to get these kids to move the puck quick and you know, it's just painful and I'm lose, So I start losing my mind. So I'm going <laughs> to start get aggressive. All right. All right. I'm going to kill. You guys got to move and starting to move. I'm skating around. I'm it's a one man penalty kill against these kids. And finally I take the puck away and I'm like, you guys got to move it quicker. And so next time I cut a pass off, the kid comes after me and he gets it back. And I just went to turn. And as I did, I went down kind of on my shoulder and went down and went straight to the bench. And of course, these kids would just, just to piss me off more, they're all laughing. (laughs) And I know something's wrong right then and there. And anyways, went to the doctor and that morning I thought I dislocated it, MRI. And I'm like, I didn't fall that hard. He's like, no, he said that shoulder has been beat up. I tore a, Three of the four tendons in my rotator. Oh boy! But he said you didn't tear them all from the fall. He said they're probably just hanging on there from. He says the previous scarring tissue and bone spurs in your shoulder. So, anyways, it's all good now.
1: I'm ready to go. But you didn't. You didn't let the kids know though, did you? You finished practice? Well,
2: oh, yeah. No, I didn't. I had to oh. leave. I, I was white like it. It po- like I heard the pop. Oh. You know. You know. We know our body. I'm like this wasn't just. I went there. went straight to straight to the rooms. Then, of course, the language probably wasn't appropriate in front of kids as I was skating <laughs> off. But, anyways, all healed, all good to go. Then now I've had both shoulders
1: done, so oh both boy. rotators are all fixed. That's, uh, last one for me, Shane. Has Vegas been everything you hoped it would be when you moved? Absolutely.
2: There? You know, for the people, I think. I mean, we've heard this, and people have heard it a lot now. I did too. I've been to Vegas. It's more than the strip, right? Yeah. There, there's people here. There, there's doctors. There's lawyers. There's schools. There's there there's everything away from it. It's great. Been fantastic for my golf game. What's your cap? Um, and I'm down, I was down to a six. Nice. So oh, I I've can get two aside. To this is great. Got to get lower because. But it some days it looks like a two, and some days it looks like a twenty-two. Just yeah. depends. So the consistency is the big thing.
1: Uh, but yeah, awesome. it's been
2: great. The families loved it. This mm. has become home for us. I just think, as I said earlier, seeing the game, there's two professional hockey teams here. Well, the Gold Knights were the only professional team. And then, you know, all of a sudden the Raiders, they brought in the Henderson Silver Knights. Mm. They got the WNBA. It looks like the Oakland A's are on their way. They're building a massive casino arena. And I believe Oakview Group. That's going to be put up here. So the NBA won't be far. F1's building up all their headquarters, had the All Star game. We're having the Super Bowl next year, the F1. It's so all that in six years. (laughs) It's pretty incredible. So it's been a a great place that you're away from it where I am out in Summerlin, where is the headquarters of the Golden Knights. But if 20 minutes away is pretty much any entertainment. thing you're looking for and it, it's a good mix
0: no kidding well it's always fun to catch up
2: with you Shane thanks for doing this and enjoy the rest of the playoffs always a pleasure guys great to see you both Ray I'll be watching you again here's a playoffs move along great thank job. you
1: and uh you at TNT was fun to watch uh you get to working with eddie and the guys and yeah how about uh how about one of your co-workers jones jonesy jonesy, <laughs> jonesy we'll, we talked about him earlier but keith jones is the president and funny man underrated funny, funny, funny man. people have no and idea one of the
2: funniest humans <laughs> Unbelievable. all right great great man for that Thanks, Shane. all right guys time
0: to raise a glass the fine chronicles series cc to shane 90 for joining us today ray Presented by Canadian Club, Final Chronicle series, the 45-year-old release, is now available everywhere. And always fun to check in with, with guys that we have crossed paths with over the years. I mean, former player, and you you touched on it with, with the sheriff. This guy was old school, still is old school in terms of how he views the game. He makes no apologies for that. But he was an
1: honest rough and tumble nhl defenseman he was i mean the of the teams he played for like when he played in boston it just kind of fit you know like he he was yeah it just that style that you know the way the bruins tradition is he just kind of fit there i i think he's a fabulous broadcaster i i really enjoy listening to him and when he gets a little loose on the broadcast like when his humor comes out that's (laughs) when i like him the best he's a he's a quiet funny man and there's several people i really enjoy listening to and and shane is one of them
0: i'm with you man just a perfect fit to the vegan vegas golden knights at the time and now and uh, undoubtedly is a great future i thought
1: i thought dregs when he was going to tell that story about him blowing his shoulder out i didn't realize it was a power play drill the thing that i was worried about was he was showing the kids the power play i'm like geez, (laughs) i thought he was trying to grow the game in vegas not (laughs) not kill it not (laughs) kill it
0: (laughs) All right, we'd love to check in with Chris Abbott, a presentation of Batano.ca, available now in Ontario. And remember, Batano reminds us the game starts now. However, Chris Abbott is taking a little vacation, little break from yeah. episode 64. Today, that's fine. He's entitled The Man Works Hard. He works hard. It's funny
1: so- you say that. I thought of George Costanza, who was taking a vacation, and Jerry Seinfeld says to him, who takes a vacation from doing nothing? And so that's kind of what I first thought when he was on a night. Because he's on a lot of vacations, Drake. It seems to be. It seems to be. Yeah. Yeah, That's good for him. Good for him. So,
0: I mean, he's entrusted us with sorting through some of the odds and things that are going on around the National Hockey League, which is never a good thing. I mean, without direction from Rob Gray and Raheem, I mean, I'm not so sure that we'd be able to kick this segment around. But we're going to do it. But by first inviting and strongly encouraging you, to check in on batano.ca and you'll get more of the detail the fine-tuning work before you put your money on the line what what was curious and it was brought up by raheem the over-under if you look at the games tonight right carolina new jersey seattle dallas what would you pick the over-under in around going into this night because it's five and a half and that sounds like a lot to me it sounds like a lot yeah it does it shouldn't, based on what the scores we've seen. I understand that. See, I, I think, think of these I'm teams. looking. At,
1: I'm looking at those two, ga- two games different. I think yeah. the Carolina okay. game, I think it's a lot.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Seattle Dallas, anything can happen? Uh, I think anything could happen yeah. there. So, okay. but let's be honest here. We're doing it off our gut. Yeah. The odds makers do it off of analytics and research. Mm-hmm. It just feels like the Seattle game is going to be 5 3 mm-hmm. for somebody. <laughs> and the Carolina game's gonna be 3-1. That that's right. what I think it's gonna be.
0: Okay. We'll we'll take a look quickly at some of the, the, and what the do best I know? bets. Those are just gifts. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. We'll take a look at some of the best bets to win the Stanley Cup in just a second here. But are you at all surprised that the Toronto Maple Leafs are now favored to win game five? They should that that shouldn't come as a surprise home ice the way they won
1: game four. No, I uh, we talked before whatever game that was, game four. And I said, I see that game four and five scenario play. Like I could feel it because I didn't think it was a sweep. And so I, I think the win on home ice, I'd be, I would well, confident. How confident are you about anything? (laughs) But I, I would lean that way. I I think the Leafs um, will win game five.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm going to throw out some potential Stanley cup winners. I'm going to throw them your way. Edmonton, Carolina, Florida, Vegas. I mean, all eight of the remaining teams are factored into this equation. Just take a stab at the team that you think right now is the best odds to hoist the Stanley Cup. Hmm. Edmonton. Well they're close at plus three twenty-five. Carolina plus two seventy-five.
1: Well, I mean Carolina sits one win away. The yeah the the one thing about Carolina that I'm just I really admire about them is With the number of significant injury that they've had to their forwards, Mm -hmm. they're missing three forwards that should be in their lineup, and they'd all be really significant contributors. Agreed. And Rod Brindamore has just this way about him. He's like, yeah, that's what we got. It's, Mm. It's actually easier to coach now. He goes, I'd love those guys in the lineup, but it's easier to coach now because this is how we have to play. And in this series, they've scored six, five, four, and six. Like, yeah. it's like they don't even miss them. Of course, they do, but they don't. So, they, they're uh, if they can stay healthy, because I man, they're they're running on very thin margins there up yeah. front, in particular. But they've got a great defense. They protect their goalies. They're hard to play against. I, I can see why they'd be where they are as rated favorite at this point.
0: You know, no reason that I or you would want to do this, but it might be worth putting a few bucks down on the Maple Leafs, right? I mean, one win doesn't matter. And it seems obviously more likely historically Florida comes through and closes the series and advances to that Eastern Conference final. But as you established earlier, it's plausible that Toronto is going to claw its way back. History tells us otherwise, but it's believable. At plus 1,400, I mean... It's not the worst bet you
1: could make. If you honestly think they can win game five, yeah. then, then it's, it would be something I'd be interested in because for the first time in the playoffs, that would mean the pressure is on Florida's shoulders for game yeah. six. It would be their first time as people would be really looking at them. Even when they went in for game seven in Boston, nobody thought they were going to win. Like literally nobody. And yeah. they won. So yeah. I would be, if you think they can win game five, now might be the best chance you but have here. a few get. bucks down. Why not? Why not? Don't bet the farm. Just, just a little bit. Who owns bit.
0: a farm, get a farm taste. These days. Who owns a farm? Oh, I probably know a few. Yeah, I bet I've got you I've family do, members who own farms. All right. Thank you, Botano.ca. Ray, before we wrap up the episode, we have to revisit the previous episode. Earlier this week, when the kinder, gentler Ray surface for all the masses to see and to listen you were on the cusp of an altercation with your hotel neighbor because you were projecting you were you were podcasting too loud the neighbor wasn't happy you were going to apologize because that's what the new kinder gentle rays mm-hmm. learned to do but then the neighbor cranks the music as we're about to wrap the podcast and you say i'm not going to apologize
1: is that how it ended or was oh, there, yeah, that's, was there that's, an exchange? There's no, there's nowhere to go on that. When you said I was on the cusp of an altercation. No, that guy was, I wasn't like, what the no. hell is he doing? Yeah. So <laughs> by the way, I do the podcast from this room that I'm in because my office is too close to the bedroom. And Cammie is like, yeah. it's too loud yeah, this, because you're talking loud. because you project you're, right. you're talking it too loud. I want to sleep. And so, that's why I'm in this office. I had nowhere else to go. I'm in a hotel room, like looking yeah. around and I'm like, I'm there nowhere to go. And so nope, it ended when I walked out in the hall. The housekeeper looked at me and she just shook her head and pointed at the door there. And I'm like, I just kind of went, ah, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here.
0: <laughs> so, so I look, I was born and raised as a broadcaster in this industry, right? So I've always had to project and all those things. So it's funny because I, you probably wouldn't think, but maybe you do now. When I get into a hotel room, and I know we've got a podcast, or I know I've got a radio interview, I move furniture in the room away from that wall as best I can,
1: just for okay, that purpose. George, not to I be never nice. Even just, yeah. I never even thought of it. I just set it up. There's the desk. The computer goes on there. <laughs> I, like I'm not. I may have to put that in, you know, a little bit in the spinning wheel bit. here, and yeah. yeah, you know, I could, I could have moved to the other side of the room, but in that moment. I had no. never, actually, till now, I had never thought of moving any furniture. None. Zero. <laughs> no, think you back to things. your
0: old days when you're initiating teammates and things like that, right? Nah. Get the furniture moving. All right. What's the rest of your week look like here? Getting back um, on the
1: road shortly. We are waiting to see about the... Carolina, Jersey, game five. If there is a game six, I'm going to do game six. If not, we're waiting for the start of the second round or third round.
0: Third round reset.
1: So I have my flight booked for Friday morning. I just don't know if I'm getting on it.
0: Good deal. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for doing this. Getting up early as you always do. Look, we had two West coasters, essentially, right? Yourself and the sheriff, Shane Knight, joining us from Vegas in the Pacific time zone. So I'm the lucky one. Nine you know, thirty. You a, Eastern you look,
1: and you look fresh. You're ready for your I day. feel fresh. Yeah. So, enjoy sleep. the day. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope everybody has a good weekend and watching the games and enjoying uh, enjoying the weather starting to turn.
0: Here, here. Thank you to our partners who make the podcast possible. Our title sponsors, Canadian Club Whiskey, who ask, Are you over beer? The Tano.ca it is available now in Ontario. Remember, the game starts now by Tim Hortons. Tim's NHL hockey challenge is back for the Stanley Cup playoffs. And by Doer, use code RNDPants and you will save 15% off everything. Check them out at doer.ca. That's another episode of Ray and Dregs. Until next time, stay safe, everyone.